make your daddy proud. You hear me? I'm gonna make you proud, daddy. I'm gonna make you so proud. You make your daddy proud. You're gonna be so proud. Proud? Proud. group with the you start us off every time and you usually send us out too so. well we're started off already so quit talking <laughs> <laughs> well, we started <laughs> all right well welcome back to another podcast of beard and i'm uh one of your hosts aaron i'm ryan and i'm john oh johnny boy welcome back hope you uh johnny boy. <laughs> hope you're out there making making everyone proud Proud. Making your dad proud. You gotta be proud, <laughs> and you gotta make your dad proud, and you gotta tear ass out into Proudville. <laughs> out to Proudville. <laughs> That's where a lot of us reside. And, and you don't say you're sorry. Well, maybe not a lot of us, but a lot of people we know, that's for sure. Uh, we're gonna get into a couple things today. Let's see where we want to start off with. Uh, try, try a little bit of current events here, maybe. Probably shit you've already heard, but maybe not, because this shit honestly hasn't got enough play. But uh, sometimes we're a day late and a dollar short because of our I love timing. that the the news is so thick now that you can you know you can always pick stuff out that hasn't been oh, worn the hell out because well, it was just rapid fire machine gun news. <laughs> See, that's what's weird. Like, uh, yeah, we can still talk about Russia. We're already that's old news. Yeah, we're already gonna go off on a tangent. Before I even get in anything, but <laughs> it's like, but that's, that's part of the charm of our show, man. <laughs> it should be yeah. called Infinite Tangents. Yep. But, but like, uh, I was gonna say that like uh, it's weird because the news cycle it's like ongoing, it's never ending. It's like a, it, it's just like a, a sieve, you know, with the fucking water just flowing, and like there's so much shit going on. It's like you can, you're almost like numb to it you know i'm, I'm gonna coin a phrase the fibonacci spiral <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> that's most of the stuff we talk about <laughs> fib as in lie as in, in nazis it's a, the nazi lie spiral <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> But uh, yeah, after you heard a, it here first. <laughs> after a, a day of driving for like 10, 11 hours, and you've been listening to talk radio all day, you're just like in a daze and shit. You've had so much like fucking shit just coming at you, and you're like, at certain times, you're like, uh, I just I'm gonna switch the dial to like oldies for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you really want, just listen to. And then you're like, all right, enough of Fats Domino. I want to go back to current events now. Hello, baby. Well, if you really want to feel stupid, just listen to some Nickelback and you'll be all right. Two songs and you're like, okay, let's get back to seriousness. Yeah, that's not even a break. That's like, I, I leave talk radio just so I can stop being angry for a minute. That would just like jack it up a oh, couple yeah. more levels. Well, I'll tell you what, those people on the radio pissed me off. 
<laughs> yeah, fuck the radio. Yeah, fucking people just talk to the microphone all the time. Fucking yeah. dicks. This is where it's at. You can say cuss words like fuck, shit, cunt, and damn. Well, I'm pretty sure they can say damn, but I say it better than they do. <laughs> we can throw it in combination with yeah. other slurs. And well, here's shit the like most that. important thing: we don't have to be politically correct. Right. Exactly. We're not worried about losing our sponsors, and we don't have to fucking, uh, you know, like. Say we were to have callers, we would just let them go on a tear, and then uh, if we got sick, we would just hang up on them. Yeah, <clears> or <throat> just sit there and berate them until they fucking wanted to go home and kill themselves. Well, that's something I've, we should. I've called into, into the, uh, talk radio a couple of times. And, I used uh, to do it all the time. I think I may have gotten blocked or something. <clears throat> <laughs> they're doing a. Uh, they were doing this thing about how uh, if uh, if a guy is doing a woman from behind, and then he pulls out, whips, pulls the condom off, and goes back in without her knowing, and they're saying, "Is that rape?" <laughs> and uh, so uh, no, I don't. So I, don't I called in. And I was like, "Now what if the condom breaks?" And it was like, oh, "Hey, wait a minute." And I was like. Uh, what if what if I were to buy a condom that was so thin and flimsy that it just broke anyways? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and uh, <laughs> what you say when you called it? I think I th- I kept going. I think I was off the air. So wait, <laughs> so wait. What if? Oh, what they if, already hung up on. What me. if she didn't want you to use a condom, but you wanted to? Is that rape? Is that rape? Right. Well, that's that's sexual opportunity rape, which is like, uh, I guess oh. if there's a, a legal action for blue balls, then. Uh, I don't know. Well, let's be honest. There might be someone who's like, I want to try to keep this guy by having this baby. Well, what what if she says, I didn't, I didn't say that. You know, like. Uh, well, they're gonna believe her. That's I got for sure. pregnant, and it's his fault, and I was raped because uh, I wasn't trying to get pregnant. I was just trying to have a whole lot of sex with a whole bunch of random guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's when you go to Maury Povich. Side note: I used yeah. to, I used to believe that blue balls was not real. I thought I used to think it was fake. Like mm-hmm. guys used to just, and women will still believe that lie as well. That guys just make that up so they can get laid. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's true. Uh, blue balls hurt uh, horribly bad. <laughs> like I've had some really, really bad blue balls, and it's it's literally like. Uh, like a seven foot dude came and kicked you in the fucking balls with a pair of steel toes on. You're just like, oh, and you're like that way for the rest of the night. You just like crawling to bed. You're like, I just want to go to sleep now forever. And when I wake up, I'll feel better, hopefully. (laughs) Well, there's only one cure for that, and that's rubbing one out, anyways. And you know, I've had it so bad where it didn't do it for me. Like, oh, no shit. And it hurt to like beat beat yourself because your balls are like hurting so bad and then after you wait, let go and then and then you're still in pain it was horrible wait a minute because that reminds me of a bad hand job i got one time where she's basically just like <laughs> slamming her fist on my nuts i was like ah, you know there's nothing down there for me to feel uh, just stay at the top please you ever got a hand job I like by it a girl? rough sometimes yeah. you ever got a hand job by a girl that's just like loosely doing it but it burns because there's no lube or anything yeah. like that and you're like what are you doing like, oh ah, jeez you ever give yourself the stranger where you sit on your hand your left hand well, so then it's like really like something <laughs> well you know there's no such thing as a bad hand job really you know it's like it's like a pun you know like even bad ones are good yeah it's like that, it's <laughs> so like that joke even it's that, a little bit painful you're like i'll take it se- it's like they say I'll sex the is like later. sex is some, like pizza yeah when it's good it's good when it's bad it's still yeah. good i'll just get some <laughs> neosporin on the way home fuck it 
this Neosporin ain't gonna do anything except stop infection. Well, no, it'll it'll help heal up. Even even put like, some icy uh, hot on that shit. Even a fucking. Uh, it's funny that we're talking the old fashioned hand burn. There. <laughs> funny that we're talking about this. Funny story. <laughs> I love funny stories. I, I, when I was younger, I was you know when you first discover like masturbating and shit, you're like, oh, you're doing it all fucking like all you can, just fucking nonstop. Yep. So like I didn't, there was no like lotion in the house. I remember, and uh, I was like looking for something, man. I'm like, God damn it, I don't want to use water. I don't want to spit on my hand. <laughs> That's only in really really desperate situations. So I found. Uh, a fucking bottle of hand sanitizer, dude. Oh, and, no. And I was like, oh, man, this stuff is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I squirted out a bunch of my hand, dude. Did you feel guilty the first time you jerked off? You're like, oh, I can't believe I did that. It was so weird. No. Really? I, I, I did. I freaked out. Like, what the out. fuck was that? I freaked out. I didn't know what happened. I thought blood exploded or I pissed all over the sheets or something. Yeah, uh, I just knew it felt good or whatever. You know, it was like just edging for, I guess, a long time. But then when the first time I did it long enough for something to happen, I was like, holy shit, I can do that. <laughs> I think Louis C.K. talked about this like a bunch of times where like when you're young, you, you before you discover it, like you just get hard-ons like out of nowhere and like you don't know what to do with it at all. Just tug and, it on your yeah, belt. and they're like, they, they just like, he's like, it used to feel good to just press it against things <laughs> like, like a warm car door that's been in the sun he just uh, he's like he's like do me a favor you, you go home you got a you know 11 year old kid at home you know, just give him 20 bucks man he's going he's having a rough go of it. <laughs> but, yeah, i remember i found my uh, parents pornos and that's that was like a sea change now, were, they, your, oh, were yeah. they actually your parents shared porno, pornos no, oh no no i wasn't watching them fuck no 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 <laughs> but i mean do they do they subscribe to the same porn Porno magazine, like, like oh, was it a was hustler a that no, your mom and dad was, both looked at? I think it was videotapes that my dad had and my mom tolerated. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. At least that's you know what the impression I get. But no one wants to think their mom it was into that shit. I remember one time I found a, a locked briefcase in the garage with my first stepdad, <laughs> and I broke it open, and there was pornos in it. It was a goddamn gold mine. Cha Ching. Yeah, exactly. And I remember I I think I was in. Uh, Eighth grade, and uh, this kid named Chris—I won't say his last name—he lived down the street. He was a few years younger than me. And then another friend of mine, I just popped it in in my room, like check this shit out. And we're watching it, <clears throat> and uh, I look over to my friend Chris, and he's kind of sitting there, like with his hands over his crotch, his hands over his crotch, and covering his crotch and all that stuff. Uh, and I was like, dude, do you have a boner? He's like, I've never seen this shit before. <laughs> so he was clearly turned on with two other dudes in the room. And I was just laughing my ass off because it was that cheesy porno from like back in the yeah. day. Oh, you know, yeah. With the shitty music. They're and the very dirty nostalgic. Listen, I, All right. Those are actually really cool. But um, uh, just one more thing before we uh, get off this topic. Well, hold on, though. If you're going to. Are you changing it from this no, shit? No, 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 no. Uh, the first time I showed any of my friends the pornos that I found, uh, one of them like uh, went into the restroom for like 20 fucking minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing in there? <laughs> oh, you know. Having we're, a grand We, we all time. know what he was doing in there. Yeah. He probably found out afterwards, but but no, yeah. I, I was going to say, since you, you mentioned the finding porn in a suitcase. Uh, briefcase. Well, briefcase, right. Close. But... Uh, that reminds me of a story when I was younger. Uh, 
me and my friends, you know, fucking hoodlums, whatnot, but we were, um, live in an apartment complex, you know, probably like, you know, 600 apartments there. So it's a lot of different buildings, but we go down to the basement and just fucking around the different buildings. And, uh, they got those storage units down oh, in yeah. the basement and, uh, you know, we're just down there fucking around. One of them doesn't have a lock on it. So like, oh, we're like, oh, cool. Let's go see what's in here. And we was built behind door number one. <laughs> so we go in there. There's like two or three of us. And uh, fucking. Let me guess. It wasn't a donkey. <laughs> no, unfortunately, <laughs> it was donkey porn. <laughs> and you didn't win a cruise to Jamaica, did you? <laughs> Behind door number one. No. There, and there was um, there was a bunch of suitcases stacked up, and uh, they had dust on them and stuff. And we're like, oh, what's in these? And we we pull one down and fucking crack it. These are big suitcases, man. Big motherfuckers. And uh, we popped it open. They're just filled with porno mags, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, we're like uh, 10, 11 years old. And we're like, oh my God, what the fuck? Is- Holy shit. So we're sitting down there. We're just fucking like looking at all these penthouse and shit, man. It just went fucking wild, dude. Was- I got one- you could have been a millionaire. <laughs> I, have a- I have one more story about porno before we should change the subject. And my sister used to work at a gas station when I lived up in michigan and they sold porno mags there so of course the guys who worked there would take them read them and they had a little milk crate in the back where they just stashed them well my sister is like okay whatever they're getting rid of them so she gave them to me and my friends so i gave a bunch like an actual milk crate of pornos to my buddy charlie now charlie lived about an hour and a half away from where i lived but he was just visiting he fell asleep at the wheel on the highway and crashed into like a sign, like a highway sign. Oh, no. And uh, crashed, basically. He said the pornos went everywhere in the car. <laughs> Dude, and he awesome. said that. Did, he, did he get like uh, stuck in a ditch and under the snow and he lived on pornos for a week? <laughs> he, he, he got stuck in the ditch and the cops had to come. But he said the most embarrassing thing is that when the cops looked through the car because they were looking for booze, they just found a car with a bunch of porno bags. Like, oh, I slattered you jerking everyone. off when you got in a wreck. You're fucking sick. Go. Yeah, there's like a bunch of porno bags in the front and the back because driving under the influence of degeneracy. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's the thing. They probably thought he was jerking off at the wheel. I, right. like, I swear I'm not. He's like, that's what they all say, punk. <laughs> He's like, I swear to God, this has never happened before. We're checking for body fluids now around the steering wheel area. <laughs> These aren't my pornos. <laughs> I swear. Get forensics out here. We gotta look for a semen. <laughs> it's funny though, my um. My my friend uh, Ashley back in the day, uh, this is probably my early twenties. She actually used to work at After Dark Video. You ever been to After Dark out there off Seven? I don't think it's there anymore, mm. but it's twenty four hour porno shop. It's like Cirillas in a way. So yeah, yeah, but a little bit, a lot seedier actually. So it was just her, and she was pretty fucking hot. We kind of is that one of those porn stores that sells whippets and VCR cleaner and shit too? I don't think that. They, oh, okay. I don't think it was that bad. So she was hot. She worked at a porn shop. Yeah. Every yeah. okay, I went to a couple Cirillas around here. And every girl who worked behind the counter looking at she be an SJW. Oh yeah, for I sure. Bet. But yeah, she was pretty hot. She was wild. We had our thing for a while. But uh, oh, but yeah, you, we, we yeah we used to I used to go up there and visit her because she'd be working. You know, this was my days where I was you know fucking all you know back sp- in the day speed freak. I was doing whatever the fuck was around. So I was up late at night and she worked overnights. So she'd be like, oh, "Come up to the shop, come hang out with me." 
Like, all right, cool. Yeah, I can do that. I don't mind walking around a porn shop. That's cool. So I just come up there and we just hang out and talk. And like, she'd walk around with me when she didn't have customers and she we'd be like looking at porno movies together and shit like oh look at this one <laughs> and like we'd be joking about it and she'd be like oh my god look at this fucking vibrator came in today this is nuts i was like oh shit and she was telling me she's like i'm gonna she's like uh, she's like have you ever had a pocket pussy air and i'm like no i haven't ever no and she's like well, feel this thing and she's like having me finger she's like well maybe i'll try to steal it for you one day or something <laughs> she used to give me really good deals on porn too i'd come and she's like if you buy one i can get you like two for free you know just pick out something you want i'm like all right cool yeah <laughs> jesus that sounds like a deal especially when you're young you're like fuck yeah <laughs> Dude. I was like, yeah, let's just keep talking about this stuff so we don't wind up talking about the time you got molested. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear that story again. I don't want to go there. <laughs> God knows she probably terrible. does have daddy issues or something. Maybe. She was awesome. Maybe. She, I'm not going to try to talk off. shit about your yeah, friend. I feel but. bad. Yeah, she, she was a good girl, but... Uh, but this, honestly, this whole conversation. She's a real good girl. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. But, but this kind of goes good with uh, with your topic that you wanted to talk about with the uh, the parenting techniques. Oh yeah. And the yeah, differing because yeah. of all the crazy shit we did when we were kids. So. Well, yeah. Kinda goes I into mean, it. You could you can make arguments about having a parent that's on top of you twenty four seven as a good thing, but you can also make Better are not literally, you put it that not way. literally. I'm, so oh, I'm sorry, no pun intended there. Um, or you can make an argument of uh, having parents hey, that it's a decision. What do you want your kid to be? You know, yeah. a successful business person or uh, working in a porn shop? Well, here's the deal. That the, what I wanted to talk about was the difference between helicopter parenting and free range parenting. And I, I'm a new parent. But I don't think you have to be a parent to talk about this topic because we are all kids. It's just a parent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we were all kids. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we were all kids and, you know, we all, you know, a lot of us had parents. I can't say all of us. but I so would, we I would say for the most part, uh, I'm going to assume out of the three of us, we didn't have helicopter parents. A no. lot, of, a lot yeah. of people these yeah. days had at least four parents. In well, that's way true, yeah. That and that still true. wasn't enough to save their ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But what I wanted to talk about is like uh, I was reading up on things the other day. Since I am a parent, so I'm concerned about the best for my child. And oh yeah, I've always been on the impression that free range parenting, letting your kids scuff their knees, get hurt to a certain extent, right? You know, Ex- experience life. Experience, experience life is better than having a parent that just smothers them with oh you know everything you know and and honestly i've seen this firsthand because uh that's kind of like the stark differences between me and a childhood friend like uh my parents were really cool and you know they did have a lot of rules but and they would enforce them but they weren't you know over me all the time and and super fucking you know coming down on me at all times but his his mom was a fucking psycho like, she used to, you know, ground him for weeks at a time. She literally turned his locks inside out and locked it, would lock him in his room as a punishment, like, nailed his fucking window shut and Ooh, shit. shit. Yeah, and, I actually knew a few people whose parents did that to him. Yeah, and now he's, like, now he fucking hates any type of authority at all, doesn't understand it, and, like, anybody tries to tell him to do something, he gets fucking pissed, and it's just, it, like, I, you can see how that shit just... 
the ripple, the butterfly effect through his entire fucking life now has just yeah. changed because his because that was so crazy back then. Well, it's like it, it's like with kids. If you tell them not to do something, they're gonna do exactly the that's opposite. what happens. Yeah. So, like, so for instance, when I was growing up, my dad was all about let him learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. You know. So, my third word was the word hot, and it's because my dad pulled something out of the stove. And I wanted to touch the hot stove. And my dad said, don't touch it. He told me twice. Third time, he's like, all right, hot shot, touch it. <laughs> and I touched it, and I burnt my hand. And my dad said, hot, wasn't it? And I go, hot. And start crying. So I learned not to touch hot things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, to maybe listen to your dad a little bit. <laughs> he might know what the fuck he's talking yeah. about. Right, Every exactly. My dad is <laughs> like, what the hell do you think his motivations are? Basically, my, my dad showed I'll never that. let him touch it. It's all for me. Basically, my dad taught me, you're going to learn one way or another. Yeah. You might as well just learn for your from own, your own experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the difference between free-range parents and helicopter parents it is always better to learn yourself because then you truly understand right if you, you just blindly yeah. follow advice then you you could barely you don't know the difference between good advice and bad advice and um so learning the hard way it, it's tough it fucking sucks uh but in the end uh you will be a wiser person because you truly understand why you don't do x y and z or why you actually do x y and z because yeah. Because you, know, you had to learn the fucking hard way. You have like you have That's these, the best way to learn. You have kids who uh, who do everything perfectly all through high school, and as soon as they're let out on their own, they're just nothing but massive fuck ups left and right. Mm-hmm. And 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 that that is from the helicopter parents. Well, you, you can know? you can think of the stereotype of the uh, Catholic schoolboy or Catholic schoolgirl. They go to schools very strict rules, but when there's no authority figure around, they are troublemakers or something like that where are they yeah. the girls are promiscuous the boys are rowdy all that type of stuff because mm-hmm. they have so much authority conducting the way they live yeah. um so with my family my mom was a little bit more uh protective of me like most mothers are want to be mothers want to protect their kids in a way where their dads will be like well eh, let's you know let them ride their bike without a helmet and mm-hmm. they'll fall once and yeah. once they fall once, they'll realize maybe I shouldn't try to go as fast as I can off of that hill. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. As I remember opposed Gavin to a mom would be like, that. don't do that. You might get hurt. <laughs> Said everybody everybody wears helmets now and how fucking gay they look. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, back in the day, nobody weared helmets. Yeah. Okay? Nobody you just at got all. good at riding a bike. Yeah, you didn't look like never wore anybody that did life. wear helmets and fucking knee pads looked like a fucking idiot, and you'd make yeah. fun of them all the time. No, back in my day, only the retards would have a helmet. Right, I never wore them either, so... I never had training wheels. I mean, my sister had training wheels, but I never did. Well, good for and, fucking and you. You must be right, better than everybody else. You didn't have fucking training wheels. The retards weren't wearing helmets. Aaron clearly had training wheels and maybe those floaty things that you put on your elbows because his parents were that so, you know, worried about him. The retards but, weren't wearing helmets because they might crash a bike. They were wearing it because they, they just randomly punched themselves in the fucking head. You know, Banging I, their head against the that wall. That was the threshold. If you're going to punch yourself in the head uh, out of nowhere constantly for minutes on end uh, then you get the fucking helmet mm-hmm. otherwise you know it's a maybe thing well I imagine if I kept fucking off I would have been made to wear a helmet <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean but since I learned pretty quickly my family was like okay fine but it's bigger than this this whole helicopter p- 
parenting thing. Yeah. Uh, it's to the point where you don't even want your kids to walk down the street to their friend's house alone. That's why we have play dates now. Yeah. Back when we were kids, it was I'm hopping on my bike and I'm it was, taking off. Make sure you're back home before dark. Yeah. Or, and then you could, and if you were getting late, you'd hear that fucking whistle from your dad from a mile away. The motherfucker fucking. Boop. Well, with I, me, it was just like dinner time is this time. Be home by dinner time, and you can't go out after that. Right. Yeah, it was a certain. Time. It was always like dark when the and street lights come. I didn't on, have a cell phone, obviously, because be we didn't have home. cell phones when we were little kids. But we had watches. Remember those, mm-hmm. like those Velcro watches? If you wore them for too long, it stunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, Tyler is stunking between your wrists. I had one of those. It's like this time is dinner. You come over dinner. That's it. You gotta, yeah. You gotta let kids fucking be kids, man. That's like it. You gotta they, let them socialize. They, yeah, they they're gonna miss out on so much uh, experiences. You know, just having fun and growing up. You know, because when you grow up, you know, believe me, it's still fun, but. <laughs> Back then, it was so much goddamn fun because there was no responsibilities and shit. And I can still look yeah. at that and see that it was it was, it was an awesome much time. more of just a because of our parents, as a kid. you know, allowing I mean, us. We always we always figured out exactly how to have have the most fun right right before it was time to go home. Right. <laughs> and uh, like I remember, I was at a friend's house and uh, we were playing with these empty soda cans with the uh, the spray hose. And uh, we figured out that if we threw a can in the air and sprayed it with water, we can kind of keep it up in the air. And it was like right before fucking dark. Cause like, and that's and harmless we're just, fun. We are like laughing so hard and the sweat was stinging in my eyes. And I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest shit ever. You know, it was like fucking, we're just like just laughing just like fucking wild hyenas. fun. But... And it was like, and it was like, come on, I can get him out of the house now. And like, God damn it. We were just really getting good here. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I had to go home, and the next day we just totally forgot about it. Yeah, I, I remember one more story here. Sure, sure, well, yeah. We'll just keep... I love these stories. It just keeps going. Yeah, this childhood story just brings up memories. But uh, I remember, you know, when you were a kid and... Um, you just on the weekends and in the summer and shit, you just go on fucking these like walks exploring your neighborhood and just mm-hmm. you go. How far can I walk? And of course, the world was a lot bigger back then because when you're right. small, everything seems bigger, right. especially on a bike. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, we just go fucking. Let's see where this goes in the neighborhood. But I remember we walked really far one time, uh, me and a couple buddies, and we found one of those big storm drains, like the big concrete ones, like the right? one that you see it from. No, it wasn't that fucking. Are you talking big. about like the like the the manhole cover? No, just the the actual like you know the it's like a big trough or whatnot that leads. It's a spillway basically for yeah, storms. Yeah, like where like in that movie it, where you see the clown poking his head out. No, it's it's, it's not like not that. Not that no, okay. that's. He's talking about open ditch, but with uh, yeah, with the concrete. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. like the L.A. River. Yeah, something like that, yeah. but smaller. But it looked big when you're a kid. If we want to reference it to a movie, it's like where uh, Terminator uh, Two, right. where uh, they're driving them. Uh, the, <laughs> I know the driver's bike yeah. Yeah. away from the semi truck. Yeah, that's the uh, LA. But probably River. a lot smaller because it was a Midwest. <laughs> or like you know, uh, or like in the movie Grease where they do the race. Yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> like that, but smaller. So, okay, gotcha. We or find that it. secret level in fucking Twisted Metal Two. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Talk about bringing up childhood memories. <laughs> but we find that we find that storm drain. Like, oh, this is so cool. You know, we're little kids, so it seems big. And you know, we we fucking climb down in it. You know, and we're like, oh, this is cool. And you know, we decide to walk it. You know, because it's actually a pretty long one. And uh, we walk it. You know, all the way to the end where there's like a pool of water or whatnot. Like, kind of where. 
the storm waters would actually come, you know, when they, when they got high enough. But, uh, so there was like some tree, I don't know what kind of a tree it was. It was like, a it had some kind of uh, berry type fruit on it almost, but it was hanging over the thing. And, uh, you know, I guess it, a bunch of them had dropped on the ground, you know, throughout whatever the summer. And there was just like this gook like uh, you know not not some chinky eyed gook but <laughs> not like the gooks your grandpa for fought in Vietnam right. or Korea maybe but man there's so many that's what she said moments I just didn't want to interrupt <laughs> Jesus where the storm but it was the, the, what, what, where it comes and, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, but, but it was all goopy and shit you know messy by the water there and I remember like we didn't want to walk back all the way or something or I think I tried to walk around it or something and I stepped in it and it was like the slickest shit on earth and I fucking slipped and fell like on my side and uh, fucking that shit was all over like my shorts and leg and shit I was like oh fuck man and I was like a good mile and a half from the house you know and I was, this is the first time we've been there and I'm like fucking son of a bitch I gotta walk all the way home just covered in shit man but See, you I mean, learned a lesson that day right. because you didn't have a helicopter pilot or pilot parent <laughs> helicopter parent watching over your ass setting up play dates right. but uh Without having fun doing kids. What shit. I learned about helicopter parents that it's pretty prevalent with uh, upper middle class and upper class people. The uh, helicopter parent. Yeah. And uh, overachievers. Yeah. And it's a it's a very fussy. You know. And as I was reading these articles about it, I I realized that when I lived in Michigan and I'd go to Detroit for a lot of things, you'd see a lot of kids that were way too young to be out and about. Uh huh. In the middle of the night. Yeah, babies walking around selling crack. Yeah. I'm, hey, baby. Hey, what are baby. you doing out there? <laughs> oh, like for that Dave Chappelle's thing? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, there's been a few parents who've had their kids taken away from them, or they've been ticketed for even just letting their kids play in the front yard. So, like, this one lady... Uh, yeah, that's just bullshit. Oh, I agree. That's absolutely bullshit. And that's why I think it's crazy that uh, we have this epidemic of helicopter parents and this whole, like, play date bullshit and... The state is now telling us how we should raise our kids, but this widow had her four kids taken away from her when she allowed them to stay home alone for a few hours, and I think the oldest was 10 and the youngest was 5. Now, when I was younger, my sister and I stayed home alone for a few hours. Yeah, that was every from like 9 to 8. I was back when I was uh, that age. Yeah, I think the law is now, I remember because my buddy has uh, some kids that his... He's got two daughters. One of them's 10, and she's super smart. Mm -hmm. So fucking smart. She takes care of herself. And the other ones, I think she's like five. But, you know, I, I was like, well, they could, you know, it's like, you know, his, his, his girl can take care of, you know, the, the younger girl, like, totally. She's fucking super smart. Mm -hmm. But he's like, no, I, you can't do that. Like, What's the, the age? I, the age is 12 now before you can start letting them Jesus stay home Christ, by themselves. I was like, oh, wow. Well, like, okay, so, like, my mom and my first stepdad, they worked nine to five jobs and we get home from school we walked maybe a quarter mile from elementary school to home and uh that still happens around my neighborhood because there's schools around my neighborhood there's i mean pre-teens walking around because it just what do you mean you no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking porn stuff anymore you sicko uh, you brought that up. Yeah. my point is, is you're that, a sicko buddy yeah, yeah. You are. my point is that like when i was younger we, we walked to school and we were in elementary school and uh i mean you see that happening in certain neighborhoods but it's like i was saying upper class upper middle class neighborhoods 
it's more of a problem. But this one woman, like I said, she had a 10-year-old who was the oldest and a 5-year-old's youngest. She had her kids taken away from her for letting them stay home alone for at least a couple hours. Now, this is a woman who is a single mom, and she was trying to do night school to better her life, which in turn would better her kids' lives. So she wasn't going out to do heroin uh, with, with some you know weird fucking dude. Exactly. On a lark she or wasn't something. being reckless at all. She yeah. wasn't abandoning them. She probably explained to him, "This is what mom has to do." Was this some who who fucking triggered that whole thing? A like, neighbor. Yeah. A neighbor. So it was a na- neighbor fucking bullshit. And Nosy neighbor. So what I have here, this is this is what I wrote, is basically like she was arrested and fined for allegedly neglecting her kids. And uh, her kids were taken from her, and she took it took two years to get them back. But while they were taken away from her and putting in state homes and all that, foster homes, uh, at least two of them were physically and sexually abused, all in the name yeah. of safety for the kids. Well, that's the fucking thing is, I, and uh, what I have a problem with that the state taking kids away from anybody mm-hmm. is that it's not a guarantee that they're putting those kids in a better place no not at all and and, and uh, stories like that are so fucking common oh yeah and, and what if you're the type of person who wants access to kids then you'll you will uh, find a way find well get on that list of people who will take in kids mm-hmm. uh-huh and then uh you know and then you say oh you know they're upset all the time give them these drugs you know and the state's like sure whatever you know oh yeah uh, the state definitely wants your yeah, kids so, especially boys so, to be on some sort of yeah. ADHD medication so uh yeah it's just like a factory making fucked up people basically well that's that's what's sad too about this day and age like it kind of started when me and you were growing up mm-hmm. um like uh we were the last free generation, in my personal opinion. Right, it is true. Goes. We were because yeah. we're we're one of the last ones who you know didn't have all this internet like we did, but it was it's you know, dial up. Yeah, dial up, and it you was, didn't have phones. It was it was later when we were in high school. You know, I shit. mean, let me put yeah. this way: when I was in sixth grade, my shop teacher, because we had shop when I was in middle school. No, sixth grade, not sixth grade, eighth grade. Uh, my eighth grade shop teacher told me that by the time we were in high school, everyone's going to have cell phones, and we we're like bullshit. Sure, fucking enough. Everyone had cell phones. Of right. course, there were the Nokia's where you could play Snake on it, and the screen was yeah. green. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Yeah, you still had Everybody buttons had on that. your fucking phone and all that shit, and you had antennas that you could pull out, and there yeah. were flip but, phones and all that shit. But uh-huh. it wasn't like it was today, where I could look up. I don't know. It's not a. It wasn't a computer. It in wasn't your a computer in your time. pocket. And you just it, actually talked on it or yeah. text on it. That was about all you did. Hell, oh, I, and, didn't even, and, I didn't even start texting yeah, until. Yeah, like, I hated texting. He's like, "Why are you do it? Just call me. You fuck. Mm-hmm. Stop texting me, you assholes." <laughs> and now it's why are you call me. Just text me, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but yeah. what I was trying to say though about that is that like the helicopter parenting has, uh, you know, when we were young, it was kind of happening a, a bit, but pediatric doctors were not allowed to prescribe like uh, fucking pills and shit to kids yeah. back in the day, but now it's become like a huge industry where you know they can actually prescribe children, you know, all like Xanax and whatever, which is fucked up. And yeah. like I know a few kids, you know, that you know have had that shit since they were young, and uh, I mean that it just totally fucks up their lives, <clears throat> and that's that's a horrible thing that because it's like it's just it's kids being kids. And the parents don't know what they're doing, and they feel like they need to fix it somehow. And the you know they go to the doctor for just little Billy acting up, yeah. and then let's put him on this drug to make him fucking numb, so he just like sits there and. Well, fucking- you know, when I was a kid, the school suggested that I go on ADD medicine because I was a rambunctious young boy. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you still had some life in you. Right. And <laughs> all kids. And my dad was my dad was just like, No, no, you're not gonna medicate my child. And it's like that scene in Uncle Buck. You remember that scene in Uncle Buck where the principal's talking shit about his niece, he's like six years old, and it's like she's not taking her academic career seriously. He's like, She's six. Yeah. I don't want to be a six year old who takes her academic career seriously. She's six. And a here's these, a quarter. Yeah, have here's a, a rat, quarter and have a nah, rat nah, chew nah, that nah. mole off your face. Or nah, <laughs> that mole. But, you know, he made a good point. It's like, these are right. children. Give them a fucking break. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing is, like, what, what the fuck do you expect? Like, what, what, what is your idea of reality here? Like, are you trying to, uh, is anything outside of what you see in a, uh, sitcom family on television anything that falls out of that that vision of what your family should be right it's gotta be some weird medical condition it's like yeah no uh kids are fucking crazy yeah and they they're they, you don't even know what's going on in their heads <laughs> and they'll say shit and you'll be like as an adult be like what the what the fuck did you say and, and the thing is, is like that kid doesn't even know what the hell they're saying they're probably just repeating some shit they heard <laughs> right, right. And, and the, the shit's not actually happening in their mind I love actually listening to kids talk it's about the funniest it's, thing on earth not, like, it's like a crazy parent <laughs> it's like a stupid crazy old person yeah, or it's know, like drunk but, and they're saying the thing ridiculous is, is like, shit the, the when you feed drugs to someone who doesn't even know what reality is, right. you're going to send that little fucker on a hell ride to fucking crazy town. Yeah. Because it, even adults this, can't handle half of these meds. Uh-huh. John, the equivalent of just saying, I give up, I'm going to give my kid meds to calm him down, is the equivalent of, I give up, I'm just going to pop a movie in so I don't have to raise my kid. Same thing, yeah. It, it, or the yeah, fucking tablet or the phone. Yeah, like give him a yeah. phone, give him a tablet, it's give him a, all, give him a screen bad. to look at. Just yeah. We talked about this before we even started this. Is what most kids need before they even start fucking up is someone to say that I'm here for you. Yeah. If you have a problem, mm-hmm. I'm here, and that's all it is. Kids need a fucking dog or something, and they need a, a some a, sort of some responsibility woods to go fucking running around in. And most importantly, they just they, need to learn yeah. on their own to a certain extent. You can't hold a person's hand and then say, yeah. "Here's the real world. Yeah. Good luck." And, and the, that's why we have millennials today who yeah. are just outrageous. Who don't know how to use a fucking can opener like that yeah. fucking video where they're oh, all. Amazed. I remember that video. Oh, it showed that one chick. She just opened a can <laughs> with a can opener, and everybody and she had a fucking like, crowd. And as soon as she was done, she sat down and was like clap and I was like are you fucking serious it was the most awkward thing ever just trying to watch her figure out how to use a can opener now let's just say that well, everyone else those same new- people g- gather around a, uh, uh, three people sticking candles in their asses and lighting them they're like fucking <laughs> cavemen are amazed by they're like everything. the first caveman <laughs> that saw someone make fire you know the what I mean most pretentious yeah. fucking dipshits ever they don't know nothing freaks <laughs> no, no, but, but like kids, yeah, well, that's, the, that's, the problem is that's a very curt way of saying it. They are no nothing fucking freaks. You you can, uh, but yet they you, act like they know it all. The, <laughs> here's the danger: is you can try to raise your kid right every way you can, and you can't go anywhere in this country and run away from it. But it's other people's fucking rotten ass kids who will poison your kid, and that yeah. is the biggest danger. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, you gotta make sure your kids hang because out the right crowd. If, if you say you know eat right. Uh, no, no Cheetos all the fucking time, or you know, no, you can't have a fucking peanut butter jelly sandwich because you don't like good ass food, or uh, <laughs> or uh, you can't you can't have the fucking tablet all fucking day or this and that. 
the minute they stay at someone else's house, it all fucking comes crashing down. Well, you know, yeah. I'm not above telling my son when he gets older, or any kids I have when they get old, any other kids I have when they get older. It's like I'm not above saying your friends are fucking stupid, and so are their parents. I'm not above <laughs> saying that. I will yeah. tell them that. I, was oh, like, yeah. I remember my like, dad saying that a few it's times. Like, some of if my son Clint came home and said, "Oh well, so and so's mom and dad lets him do this or watch That's this all night," and I'm like, "Well, his parents are stupid, and so is your yeah. friend. Find better yeah. friends." Yeah, you know what I mean. See where he's at in th- uh, twenty years. And, you know, <laughs> it, it's like this. And you've heard Gavin McKenna say that you can either be friends with your kids when they're young or you can or. be friends with your kids when they're older. Mm-hmm. I will rather be friends with my kids when they're older. Yeah. Uh-huh. When they're young, they will probably fucking hate my guts. Yeah. But just like my dad, when I was younger, I used to fucking hate his disciplinary actions. But uh-huh. when I got older, fucking loved him and thanked him for it because yeah, he I, saved me from a life of being a little bitch. In my later years, I kind of wish my dad uh, was, uh, wasn't was a truck driver and he was always around mm-hmm. and that he would stay on top of my shit, like, con- you know, like, you mm. know, keeping me in line and uh, instead of just showing up, you know, once every other weekend and just like, what the fuck is going on? I'm going to bed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> My buddy's dad was a truck driver, and it was kind of like that. He was always gone. It seemed like forever, and then he was when he was there. He was just sleeping a lot and yeah. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is like when you're a truck driver, you don't get to drink when you're working. So, and you know, let's face it. Everybody back in those those days drank out. You know, they fucking drank. Uh, everybody fucking drank. Well, not, so, and let's be fair. So sometimes you, a man needs a drink too. So yeah. what you have to do is get all your drinking done. In between your your fucking hours, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and what else are you going to do on the road? You know, what's he going to do? Like, fucking... He, he can't, lizards. You piss, can't have a hobby. Jugs. You can't have a hobby in a goddamn truck. You know? It's like, unless your hobby is just blowing money on, you know, uh Having sex with and booze. Uh, whores at the, uh, the, they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> the truck Yeah, you got stuff. lot lizards, you got restaurants, you got a place to take a shower, and you got casinos. And uh, everything else is like shit you can't do really yeah. well you know that's what i was getting at you, you as a kid you have you as a parent especially you have to have a balance with your kid where you yeah. gotta let them mm-hmm. do their thing to learn the hard way but you have to be there to explain to them why shit Ex- went wrong exactly and and that's the thing is this is what happens when you don't have a strong figure in your family and usually it's the male who, uh, well, if you're if you're a son, you do need a father. Yes, you need a fucking dad, and yeah. this is why, because positive role model or a male role model. Yeah. Well, you, you you got to get prepared for the real world. Yeah. And, um, and you also need someone to be there to tell you that you fucked up. I will I will admit that I was not prepared for the real world, and it was a bit of a crisis for me. Whenever uh, high school was over. All my other friends, uh, all my good people that I knew all went to different fucking cities and across the uh, country to go to college and stuff. And I was just left with all the fucking bottom dweller shitheads uh, in my hometown. And I was like, holy shit, it's for real now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, I really need to whip my shit into shape. And it was a bit of a crisis for me. Uh, it was a big deal. And... Um, so I had to I had to be real hard on myself and be my own father for a bit, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it really came down to the line and uh, and I and I finally pulled out uh, in the right direction, but it could have easily went a shitty direction. Way. Yeah, and and I'll tell you what, <laughs> it, 
It's a good thing I didn't get everything I wanted out of women uh, in my fucking shithole town. Because if if I had shacked up with any of these women in, in any significant way, I never would have found my, my way out of it all. And, and to, uh, to better my le- life in, in, a, in a significant way. I would have got stuck in some other, you know, person's world in, in uh, my, uh, mm-hmm. I would never have grown. Pretty much you would have sacrificed your progression for the sake of someone who is also yeah. in the same shitty situation as you. Yeah, basically just... Uh, Misery loves company. And that's the thing is I had to throw <clears throat> myself out of my element to get, because my, my, I had uh. two instincts, crawl into a vagina and just fucking stay there, <laughs> or two... Just fucking get hurled way the fuck away from there and, and uh, you know, figure out, you know, who I am and all that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it would be a lot easier if I had a, a steady father figure there teaching me everything along the way instead yeah. of me just basically guessing, you know, and, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to interject right now and say that it's not just fathers that are important yeah. uh mothers can be the same way think of uh ben carson the surgeon who ran as a republican uh-huh. for presidency his mom was a single mom but made sure that he read books every day and all that but there's this other mom and i'm sure we heard uh, about her in uh through gavin mckinnis her name was lenore skenazy now she wrote this book uh i forget what it was called but it was about free-range parenting and uh, she was actually on TV for doing it. So what she did is that she's a New York City woman, and she let her nine-year-old son take the subway by himself. And it's not like she was, like, throwing him in the deep end and saying, learn to swim, motherfucker. She had gone on the same routes with him plenty of times and explained yeah. to him what you can and cannot do. Don't talk to strangers. If someone offers you a fucking free puppy, don't follow him into a van, all that stupid shit that you... Yeah. First day stuff when you talk don't about... Don't trust two- nobody on that motherfucker. Right. So she, you know, was on TV and explaining her position. And of course, all these goddamn upper middle class single mom or not single moms, stay at home moms who uh, have nothing better to do but to fucking judge other women. The botherers. The botherers. Yeah. I lived in a neighborhood that was like one of those neighborhoods that had like a neighborhood committee, the homeowners association. Oh fucking, yeah. And all the moms, except for like my mom, maybe a handful of others were stay at home moms. And all they did was just bitch about what other people do. But anyways... She was dubbed as the world's worst mom because she let her nine-year-old son take the subway by himself to get home. Okay, so it even made it on Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil, which is, as Ralphie May, the comedian would say, is a man traitor. Uh, <laughs> a traitor <laughs> towards men. Um, he put it as like them. he let her kid take the subway with the likes of rapists, murders, and pedophiles. I was like, well, how is that any different than any other person who takes the subway minus the pedophile? Like murders and rapists. Like I can take the subway with murders and rapists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So could your girlfriend, your mom, your wife, your grandmother, whatever. But because they're adults, they're okay. Well, in most cases, right. kids, people, kids are gonna look out for a kid. You know, that's people a, are gonna look out for. Kids. That's you know a reflection I mean? uh-huh. against the uh, the current administration in uh, New York City, right. more than anything. <laughs> yeah. 
We all know that strict laws against violence don't work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, man, just shit in the streets, you know? Fucking. Uh, Let's just outlaw murder and rape. You know, we could really improve yeah, our right. sta- stats. Yeah. And, and we'll there was good. a law against We don't that. want people to be afraid of New York, so let's just stop enforcing laws. I remember one time I was getting robbed. I was like, hey, man, you know that's illegal? And he's like, oh, shit, you're right. And he didn't try to rob me anymore. <laughs> no, that didn't happen because that's not the real world. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, so this woman, she's the free-range parent spokesperson. And she's really trying to push this idea of kids being more independent. And part of that is that they actually learn to be more independent as they become adults. Now, I want to get back to the point where we see this new culture of kids who go to college and they want everything to be safe, happy. They want safe spaces, which oh, yeah. I will never get over. I don't give a fuck. Their childishness you, is perfectly preserved, yeah. untouched, untainted by reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they demand that reality change to suit their uh, view instead of them changing. Like That, w- that was a, a fucking thing about me uh, and when, when uh, shit was real hard for me coping with... Uh, going from uh, being a teenager to an adult was um, I had to uh, dig a fucking hole and bury my sense of entitlement and, and mm-hmm. fucking say wave bye-bye for good mm-hmm. uh, because I, I just knew, like, you I had these powerful feelings that somehow, like, the world was just so cruel and everything was so unfair and, and uh, maybe if I just suffered enough that something would break <laughs> and, then, and, then, uh, and then somehow yeah. the universe would bestow upon me everything that I was deserved of. Right. And, and All it, you'd have to it, do, John, is just vote for socialist bullshit. Yeah, you'd be waiting well, a long you'd be time all right. for that. The thing was, is like, uh, you know, the expression I, shit in one hand and wish in the other and see which one fills up first. Yeah. When you, when you expect other people to care about you, uh, and, and, and your needs and everything and, and consistently no one does. Right. Uh, you come to the conclusion that, uh, you are the only one who cares about you enough to do anything for you. And, and if life sucks so bad, uh, then uh, when you're doing nothing or whatever, then you might as well, if, if life already sucks, then it sucks. Yeah. So why not have a life that sucks while you're climbing like hell out of the fucking hole and doing things for you and yourself and, and improving your situation? No matter how little progress it is mm-hmm. or how it feels, uh, whatever. Just fucking relentlessly climb do whatever you know come up with a plan something and, and fucking and, and just do it because if life sucks doing nothing then you might as well be doing a whole lot of shit you know right. doing so, a whole lot of well, you something know, to make I was thinking about this situation uh, better this scene it's probably one of the most underrated scenes in that movie Talladega Nights remember that part where uh, Ricky Bobby he loses his license and he has to take the bus to deliver pizzas and he gets <laughs> on the bus and he's sitting across from that one guy and he's like yeah I lost my license uh, I gotta deliver pizzas now by taking the bus, and the one guy's like, "Shut the fuck up! No one gives a fuck about your goddamn problems." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he's like, "My fucking Rottweiler just pooped out someone's finger or some shit like that." Yeah. It's like everyone's got problems. And that's what most people need to hear. It's like everyone has problems. We don't yeah. care about yours. Fix your own. Yeah, shit. a lot of people seem to think that 
like i i mean i think that's with the younger generation now like millennials and shit think that they're like the only ones who suffer or something well they they live better than fetishized they uh, live better than the fucking queen of england 500 years ago yeah exactly they they fetishize pity to a point because they want to run away from their own goddamn shithole lives and they want to obsess about people they uh, uh, view to be lower than them and it's like Mm -hmm. all focused on them you know Mm -hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's I don't know what there's a psychological term for that, uh, but I, I I regard it as a, a type of deflection. And they want to focus on other people's problems, but they don't want to improve their own lives, you know. And uh, that and that's why they're so fanatical, is because they're just running away from their own. It, it's, it's always it's, it's always easy it's, to work on someone else's problems because it's not you. It's projection. <laughs> if you work on your own problems, you have to be really fucking honest with yourself, and a lot of people can't handle that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's projection. They want to tell everyone else how it should be rather than dealing with how it, they should fix their lives. Like, yeah. So they're quick to tell you. They want to tell you how to live your life or how dealing life with should be. The way how things are. They, yeah. And then I mean, it'll be all their solutions is hey, let's just fuck over rich people because I'm never going to be rich. So uh, <laughs> that's a great solution for me to suggest. Right. <laughs> I've never, I've never understood that my whole life. Like, why shit on people who are rich? Right. Well, it's, it's because it's, it's easy to fuck over people that you have. You have. Most people don't know someone who's rich. I knew First one. And foremost, I went to high school with someone that I sincerely believe, out of all the people I've ever known in my whole life, was actually he grew up rich. His parents owned an insurance company. One of the hallways in his house was bigger than my fucking trailer that I grew up in. Yeah. Literally. I'm not joking. Uh-huh. One of his hallways was bigger than my fucking trailer <laughs> in his house. And I didn't have a problem with the fact that he was rich. I had a problem with the fact that he was a dick. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, personally, I was like, "Oh, fuck you!" You know, you know, how, like a lot of people who grow up poor, they think they know more about the world. And they're more oh yeah, virtuous. more real because I yeah. suffer. More. They're they're more virtuous because they 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 ate yeah. mac and cheese instead of yeah. fucking flaming. Yeah, their future, their, their virtue is completely uh, uh, fucking skewed. Uh, well, it, it's um, it it wasn't ever their decision, you know. Like, they, oh, of course, right, right. when you're when you're when you're poor or something. You want to claim that you're more real because you suffer more uh, than than a rich person, but rich people got problems too. They've right. got their own set of well, fucking problems. Well, here's the thing, though: when people in America talk about being poor, I understand that they are is an, it definitely like a class system, not as bad as other parts of the world. But yes, there is a class system, and there is that situation where well, you it, go to it a is school. The flimsiest class system. It is flimsy, ever. but right. you also go to school and you see kids wearing nice clothes or. They're more popular, especially in small towns. Uh, the the yeah. high school I went to, it didn't matter if you were rich or poor, especially in Ann Arbor. Uh, there's really not that many actual poor people there. It's yeah. Ann Arbor. The property value is absolutely insane. And if you go to, if you live in the actual Ann Arbor proper, you're not poor. You're just poorer than the richest person in Ann Arbor. Yeah, um, relatively poor. Relatively poor. <laughs> uh, Which feels just like being like you live on the streets when you're a kid. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it w- I remember a starter jacket would make or break you when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Jacket. I remember I wanted a starter jacket when I was a kid. My mom was like, we can't afford that fucking shit. <laughs> and I remember I got my first starter jacket. It was a University of Michigan starter jacket. And I was like, hell yeah. And, <laughs> and now I look back on it and starter jackets 
pants are fucking ugly as sin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they well, are ugly Well, why the fuck hell? do you want to wear something that you can't zip off? You it's know? just, it's like it zips right <laughs> here. Halfway right, there? Yeah, it zips right at <laughs> right. your breastplate and up. That's the it. Mo- the worst jackets ever. It's honestly. a pullover with a zipper. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, I, mean, I can't believe some people died over those fucking things. It's like people who kill people over Jordans. Jordans are some of the ugliest fucking shoes in the world. Yeah. Right. And it, they don't make you play basketball better. I mean, Jesus Christ. What the fuck? They're just yeah. shoes. Yeah, and Converse were the original basketball shoes. And those well, don't you know Jor- Jordan like sprinkles some of his magic dust on every pair oh, yeah. of Jordans? The, so. yep. e- oh, each, yeah. Each shoe passes over his bald head. That, and, uh, that, 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 he uses some of that Space Jam water. Yep. <laughs> <That's> yeah. it. <laughs> I saw that in Blu-ray, on Blu-ray at a thrift store not too long. I almost bought it as like, maybe I'll buy this and keep it for my child. Whenever I have one, and they can watch, we can watch together. And that I'm movie like, is shit if you don't know who the hell fucking Michael Jordan is. <laughs> right? There's no you know, relevance I actually, anymore by by the time he gets old. I actually have a Toon Squad basketball jersey that has Jordan on it. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking movie when I was a kid. How yeah. delightfully oh, yeah. ghetto. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's it was forty. Bucks. I used to have a, I used to have a crisscross <laughs> cheaper than a Fred Perry. That's for yeah. goddamn sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. I used to have a crisscross poster in my room, but it was uh, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Yeah, dude, you had yeah. that too. Yeah, 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 uh, that's yeah. funny sure fucking shit. Did. Yeah, that's they were wearing their clothes on backwards. Uh, yeah, yep, I had that when I was. A that's kid. a weird I concept. See, Ask somebody about that. Crisscross, they would some little kid. Know. Oh man, you know what that reminds me of? Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> I love Bone Thugs, man. I love. <laughs> you know, it's funny. On the way to the casino, uh, my brother-in-law and <laughs> they're my coming wife crossroads soon, and uh, my brother-in-law's friends got there. They're playing rap, and I was like, "I'll play some fucking good rap." And I played some Bone Thugs and Harmony. Some bones and I there, played dude. like the hardest fucking uh, Bone Thugs. Dude, they got song some ever. sick ass shit. Uh, I think dude. it was like Down Seventy One. You know, like the one that starts out within the courtroom. Uh, there's yeah. a bunch of gunfire in the fucking uh, song <laughs> and I was like this is fucking gangster rap not this mumble rap which yeah. I can't stand that's why I don't even like rap anymore like fuck uh, that it's garbage. all terrible now but uh, you like know it's kind of bad when you start like waxing nostalgic over gangster rap <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it, it's to the point where now I'm just like I don't even want to listen to rap anymore because y- you try to listen to like the good shit with someone they're gonna try to play some fucking new shitty shit yeah and uh, I'm like eh, I'll just I'll just stick with my classic like rock that with, and I'll punk say this, and it's kind of like that with country like I, a lot of old people country's like, great but I new love country, country sucks ass old country is a shit it's the only kind I, I'll listen to really same but here my lady she like loves some of the newer shit you know she's and, and like Garth is considered old country now but I'm like, I don't like Garth. It's like, I feel like that's new country to me. And like, I just don't like Garth, man. It's just not my thing. Do you like Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee? I don't know that I've heard that. Come on. I know Chattahoochee? That I, 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 if I heard it, I could tell you. But I, I love like Hank Hank Sr., um, fucking uh, uh, David Allen Coe is my shit. Like George Jones. I love fuck. this bar. <laughs> some Merle Haggard, dude. Some of the old shit. Some of the cash, you know. That rebel you know country. Like? 
a country boy will survive. That's Hank Williams. <laughs> That's yeah. Hank Jr. Hank Jr. And I'm yeah. not a huge, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of Hank Jr. Like, he's a, he's good. He's got some good shit, but he doesn't sound anything like his dad. And then, uh, so, hey, you got Hank 3 on the other end of it. I like Hank 3. Hank 3 is amazing. I've seen him once. He was awesome. Oh, did but, you? That's oh, yeah. awesome, man. At the yeah. Beaumont before they yeah, went and closed yeah, it down. Yeah. Oh, but, man, I love that place. I used to work there. That was awesome. Oh, man, it was amazing. I miss it. Those were the days. But, oh, hey, uh, uh, let's take a, a quick piss break. Sure. I think that's due. All right. Piss break. All right. Jesse's delicious. He's going to take me today to get a new toilet seat because mine got broken and was sliding. I thought I would fall off of it. Like, whoa. <laughs> wow. All right. So that that last topic kind of... Um, Ran its course. Yeah, well, it, it kind of comes into another thing, too, because the parenting thing, I mean, I think this seems to be... Probably somewhat a product of that. This next uh, segment will do, but um, I was going to talk about like the uh, the 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 new deaths, the new death toll related to K two, which if you don't know what K two is, it's synthetic weed. But I mean. I think I'm not fully aware of what it is. I know it's synthetic weed, but what makes I, it so much me, more dangerous? Me, I I want to say that K two. The way the what it does to people makes me assume that uh, this is a product from only one corporation I've ever heard of. It's not even of a corporation, though. No, it's thing. from the Umbrella Corporation. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Resident That's Evil. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> Turns people into zombies. Just wait till you see what it does to sharks and shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sharknado will become a reality. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because the way that it's made is it's almost like a, a potpourri or something. I've even seen it labeled as that. Yeah, that's um, how they get away with uh, selling it as a potpourri, well, as a essence. Well, kind of um, like that glass fragrance. tube with the little rose in it. Like, Who's buying this? It's like, oh, I get it. Gotcha. Or well, kind of like they sell weed pipes as tobacco pipes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the things about it, though, is the reason why it's hard to keep illegal because, like, the the uh, ingredients to make it are always changing. Yeah. So, like, as soon as uh, people, the government catches up with, you know, with laws, they change the formula and now it's something different. So now it's not illegal anymore. So they just keep doing that. And uh, it's not regulated in any type of way. Like, a whole lot of people, you know, make it from different shit. But um, recently it's got back in the news. I mean, fuck, it's been out for a while. And we even talked about it probably a, a few back, I think, during the, the weird shit that uh, gets, you, gets you high. And this fucking guy just, god damn it. <laughs> trying to look it up, but... Don't even... I went to... Don't uh, even try to... Uh, well, fuck off. I went to look it up, and the goddamn website has to show a goddamn we'll ad. We'll have to issue a, a, an official apology from the makers of Beard. <laughs> I am not sorry for anything. I was just trying to be proactive with this conversation. No, it's The fine. fucking ad on the goddamn website this is casual fucked me over. Shit. We'll, we'll splice in some fucking weird movie clips from here, from here on out, so expect that. Right. But uh, let's try this one. See, they yeah. haven't. <laughs> we <won't. laughs> we vow oh. not to be embarrassed. 
embarrassed by bodily functions <laughs> or random uh, probably laptop the least, noises. Probably the least embarrassing <laughs> thing that's ever happened on this oh, podcast. Yeah. I think so, probably. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not sorry at all. No, I, <laughs> I am the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened. <laughs> no. But, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, the, today the, the, the death toll reached three people that have died. And coincidentally, I believe I read it's it's all they're all in Illinois. <laughs> but, uh, Illinois, uh, whatever you want to call it, right? I know. I called it Illinois. You said Illinois earlier, so no, I you're I the one who said Illinois. Now, now that's what I now call four D chess, motherfucker. Now you're the dummy. He pulled a fucking fast one on me. Well played, Mr. Ward. Well there played. Is, there is a lot of noise in Illinois, and it's fucking gunshots, <laughs> right? But, uh, but yeah, and um. I don't know, uh, you know, I've actually had K2 back in the day when it first came out, you know, and it was like this mystical thing because weed was just starting to become legal in uh, this, the States, and uh, it was like, you know, we're never going to get that here, like, because we're, we're in the kind of the Bible Belt, and it is hard going still, they're trying constantly, but uh, yeah, so you had these like 7-Elevens and little shops that would sell this K2 behind the counter in little packets. So when we heard about that, when it was hard to get weed, we'd always be like, let's go fucking try to find some K2 just so we can get fucking high, you know? But, uh, yeah. I'm that- sure you're very disappointed at each time. Dude, I don't know, man. That shit's fucking nuts, depending on what you get, you know what I mean? Because it's all, like, different. Yeah, I so. guess you never know what the hell you're getting, do you? Right, it, but it just, like, totally fucks with you bad, man. It's like, I remember times that we did that shit, and it was just fucking like it was ridiculous the way it made you feel like i remember okay so k2 is not the only synthetic drug that there is you know what i mean like uh, k2 is like synthetic weed but there was also a uh, synthetic coke going around at that time too now i haven't heard much about that but back no then, i never heard of that yeah back then it was a lot worse like when k2 just came on the scene because that shit was floating around Right, so like we hung out with all these people that loved. Before you, Wait, continue, what's what? that stuff that's killing everybody? That uh, was a fentanyl. Oh, fen- fentanyl. Yeah, fentanyl. Fentanyl. Was that the? Is that related or is that? The no, same that, that's fentanyl is actually opioid. regulated. Yeah, it's. Yeah, fent- it's I, I, like I had to use heroin. a fentanyl patch about three years ago on Thanksgiving when I threw my back out. No I shit. Could, yeah, I couldn't move at all. I pretty much crawled to the ground. Uh, to where I laid and just watched the Lions play during Thanksgiving, and everyone was like, "Hey, do you want something to drink or eat?" I was like, "Fuck no, that means I got to move, and I can't fucking move at all." Because eventually I'm gonna have to piss or shit. I don't want to deal with any of that. Man, I uh, it's happened to me. The before. only thing that helped was a fentanyl <laughs> patch, and uh, if you don't need a fentanyl patch. I imagine it's going to fuck you up. I love how you laughed when I said that because you thought I was setting up for another joke. <laughs> he was being serious, wasn't no, he? Yeah, it did happen to me. <laughs> the only thing that brought me out of it was a fucking back massager I was describing earlier. <laughs> I've actually done fentanyl patches as well, though, like in a recreational sense. That was when I like basically decided that I was not going to do hard drugs anymore because... Because, uh, you know, it's supposed to be like a time release thing. Like, uh, it lasts over time when you unless, use the patch. Unless you dip into water and shove it up your ass. <laughs> well, what we did. <laughs> Is that not how you're supposed to do it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think three of us, three of us went into, we bought a patch and we cut it in quarters. And they all, like my other buddies, dropped their quarters. Like, they, they basically would suck on them. 
Oh, wow. and Yeah, instead of, you know, fucking... Putting on your skin dry. Yeah, so that'll, like, it'll actually go in. So I remember I was like... So I, I was right. I just picked the wrong hole. Right, yeah. It's just <laughs> different. Just different hole. I don't do anything anally, ever. <laughs> Shit only comes out. But... But Exit yeah. only. <laughs> right. Unless but the I, toilet paper breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. God, but, I'm funny. But, <laughs> but I, I ended up cutting my quarter in half because I knew that this shit was super strong. And I've never done heroin. I still haven't. But uh, I've done opiates. God, you know, the, size opioids. Of the, one, the size of the one I put on my back was like the size of a fucking pamphlet. Oh, it was that big. Yeah, it was huge. Ours was like the size of a cigarette pack. So, oh, so I that hear big. that it doesn't matter how, like, if it's even a detectable amount, like, there's people like dying from just touching this shit. I don't know that. I've that heard that maybe. I've heard that like if you're fucked up already and you're handling it, kind of like if you have a pocket full of acid and your pants get wet, like in that fucking movie SLC Punk. Yeah, it can. I think it could work like that, but that could be hearsay. You know what I mean? Uh. Well, I heard cops died from searching people. And no, uh, oh really? Like no. How, what I don't understand is though how 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 is that person getting away with having all that shit on them? They, they had they'd had to have touched it themselves. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I, I think it's just kind of a urban myth. Maybe. Yeah. Urban, urban legend. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's <laughs> a lot of urban fake news myth. out there. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, I don't know. all I know is that maybe fentanyl is really kick ass, and they just don't want us to fucking love it. <laughs> all I know is that for like eight hours during the day, no, I was on the ground. My fucking back was contracting. I was twitching oh, on the ground. And well, so wait a minute. Story, did, did that shit fix your back, or did it just like it stop just the pain? The pain. Yeah, it eased the all. pain, but it also relaxed my muscles enough to where I could actually relax myself. Oh, and in order okay. for me to relax, so it's a muscle relaxer. It relaxed it, but so it does well, have a physical property to it. Basically, heroin. But so, I but. think I'm pretty sure that if you're not actually in pain, it's reckless to use it. Oh, it is definitely. Well, I I didn't even finish the story on that because. No, go ahead, sorry. Eric. We well, yeah, I, I totally forgot myself. But <laughs> lost your train of thought. We do that right. a lot. We should change the name of this podcast to Sidetracks. <laughs> Sidetracks. There you go. It's yeah. a good one. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we did that shit, and I, that was the highest I've ever been in my life. Like uh, you know where the the dope heads do the nod out where they fucking they're trying to you know and I've never done that and I was like wow uh, this is crazy I have to interject for a second I did the fentanyl patch and I was doing shots and drinking beers afterwards cuz I felt so much better so right. well, what happened well it's different because it's like the patch if you actually use it properly they you know because that's why we cut it up cuz the dudes who you know who did heroin that we were hanging out with you know they say that uh you know, you'll never get high if you just stick this patch on your arm. It's not going to work that way. Like, he's like, you got to fucking, you know, cut it up and then chew on it or suck on it. Oh, okay. So, so that's I didn't, what happened. I wasn't like yeah, that. That's no. how you get the sea monkeys, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just had a huge pain in my lower back, right. and then we just slapped that That's how you're there. supposed to use it. Yeah. But, yeah. So after we that did that. That must have been like such an incredibly low dose. It must have been. But, well, there is seriously people o- overdosing like crazy on this shit. Oh now. yeah, it's fucking now. Well, that's now, a good point. Now, I mean, now that they're now they're cutting it with other stuff. Yeah, well, they're, they're they're putting that shit in. Uh, yeah, it's her- uh, it's a uh, apparently a lot has changed in the last three years. Or uh, cocaine or cocaine, something. cocaine. Yeah, something like a speed cocaine ball or cocaine. Cocaine. But, that's what I've been hearing. Is like <laughs> holy yeah, shit. That's, yeah, but Anyone's so a- after yeah. so after we did that shit right. So I did did my my quarter my half of a quarter, all right, uh, super high that night. Okay, 
afterwards, I was high for a, a month. I'm telling you right now, for an entire month after that. Really? Uh, yeah, it was fucked up because. Well, I mean, that's a that's a lesson of the story. Is like that shit is super potent and crazy. Oh, it's terrible. Fucking- like, okay, so I smoked cigarettes back then, right? For that rest of that month. And, uh, you know, nicotine, you know, cigarettes are great, I guess, if you're doing heroin or whatnot, and they're supposed to keep you high or whatever. So every time I would be kind of normal or whatever, and I'd go to smoke a cigarette, smoke a cigarette, I was fucking stoned out of my mind. Oh, so. And that, this, ha- this went on for a month. And, like, I was so pissed, like, uh, a couple days into oh, it. I was you like, you couldn't just have a cigarette. I was you like, just dude, had to get fucking high. Yeah, again. I was like, I just want to smoke a fucking cigarette, dude. I can't even do it. This is ridiculous. That would piss me off too. It's like you're just trying to move on, <laughs> right? You know, like I don't want to be high. Trying anymore. to move on. It's like well, this is fucking that's what nuts. they call a bad trip, man. <laughs> you want it to stop, and it won't fucking stop. <laughs> right. right. Well, apparently the one I took was medically prescribed. I got it from a relative who was in the service. So, and they obviously a lot of people who did career. Thank you for your service. Yes, thank you. By the way, uh, you know who you are if you ever listen to this. But anyways, uh, obviously they have uh, a long-lasting pain from their service and all that shit. So they mm-hmm. had an extra one, and it took about eight hours for them to offer uh, because literally I don't. They cry. had to make sure that you were legitimately well, in pain. Like yeah, like I <laughs> like I'd fake a fucking back going out. I had to call my cousin Nicole to have her husband meet me in the bathroom to help me get dressed because I couldn't even move. So yeah, I was faking it. You know what? You know the funny thing about that is that my uh, my my cousin's son was he was like five or four at the time. He was busting my balls because he was asked to do something. He's like, I can't. My back hurts. You're not even the kind of guy who like wants to get into that shit. I mean, you're. Oh, I don't fucking any of that stuff. You're, you're yeah. a fucking meat and potatoes fucking guy. Like beer, you know, fucking in a shot. Beer and shots. That's all I like to do. <laughs> and the occasional edible. I can't smoke anything. People all... I, it's so funny. This... If anyone's listening, if you really want to smoke weed and people are smoking weed in front of you at a party, say that you don't smoke weed. They will be the... They will... <laughs> they will jamming be, it down your They throat. will be so quick to offer you a hit of weed yeah. because they... All pot smokers want to get that one person who doesn't smoke weed to smoke weed. Yeah, it's just like a gay guy who thinks that every fucking straight guy is a secret gay, and it's just, he's going to be the one that turns them. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. Yeah, never I'm been in that situation. But I oh, can well, you don't it. like weed? Holy shit! My whole life is about weed. Don't even <laughs> say shit like that around me. Here, <laughs> fucking smoke this right that, now. Or I can't tell you how many hell. times when I was younger and my friends they'd be rolling up smoking, and yeah, I'd smoke weed, but it wasn't like my thing. Like. Especially I at a party. To get high all the fucking time. But nowadays, no, yeah, I don't. I did too. But I was never my, it was never my identity. I would see, I I would see motherfuckers at the party like, hey, man, can I hit that blunt? And they were like, no, you didn't put in on this, man. Like from Friday. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I would always go to them like, dude, just say you don't smoke weed and they will offer it to you. Yeah. Learn how to fucking play it, dude. Yeah, they're going to try to turn you. Yeah. Like a bunch of rabid gays. <laughs> They want it's like company. my buddy who was from England who was deported back to England for being a drug dealer. He used to sell coke and ecstasy and shrooms and all that shit. I would, wouldn't touch that shit when I was younger. And I remember one time he was like, hey, man, you want an ecstasy pill? And I was like, sure. Give me one. And he was got super excited. He's like, oh, Rory, he's going to fucking Finally. Finally, I'm going to get, get that sweet ass. Pretty much. <laughs> so I, I grabbed the pill and I'm like, sweet, I'll get out. $10 for this bitch. And he's like, you can't sell that shit. You got to take it. I was like, well, fine. Take it back. <laughs> Point is, just act like you don't do drugs. Act oh, like yeah. you don't drink alcohol. And people will try to offer you that shit. 
Mm-hmm. That's the best way to go about it. That's yeah. how people who have no fucking money, it's reverse no psychology, job, really, manage to get shit faced on the regular. <laughs> you know, I, I don't smoke weed anymore at all. Like, um, really, I mean, I do the CBD oil and shit, which you know is fine. Nothing like weed, but uh, you know, I can. That's that's the whole point, though, right? Right. I fully support like uh, fucking weed, right? Yeah, like I'm all for it. Like, yeah, that's great, man. Let's make it legal and let's make some fucking money off it. I totally support it. But uh, you know, and I still got this tattoo, and that's like a you know weed smoker for life. What I what I don't support is potheads just constantly talking about dumb shit like legalizing it and all that stuff. I can't stand that. It's like, yeah, you can talk about legalizing it all you want. Show me a fucking bill, I'll sign. Yeah. I've done it. Do a, a few petition. Times. Do anything like that. I get really annoyed about potheads who do nothing but just talk about it. Well, here's the thing: it once once uh, weed legalization and for recreational use becomes widely accepted across the country, and there's more states with it than without. The whole fascination with pot is gonna fucking just. Away. Right. I think Kansas will be the last state. Probably. Last I really do think I have the, no problem with that. I don't yeah. care. I don't like, care either. Bit. I mean, like, I think as long as Kansas decriminalizes it, like, uh, like, well, I, like, I, like, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, even when I was in high school, in the city of Ann Arbor, it was decriminalized. You get a ticket, you wouldn't go to jail, depending on how much you had. But let's be honest, as long as you're not a fucking drug dealer, you're fine. Um, yeah. Decriminalize it. I mean, what's the big fucking deal? It's it's less harmful than alcohol, and I get fucking yeah. wasted all the time. And here's the thing, though. Like, low power weed is nice. You know, it right. tastes like shit, and it like makes you cough. Weed. It cough. You know, like it, it's not pleasant to smoke. But the 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 nice shit. Uh, there's a reason why people fucking are quitting pot in mass because it's, it's too fucking powerful yeah it, and, and it you throws can't, me into a panic attack you can't, I can't have do it. yeah exactly you can't yeah, have you know, a good time with this relax shit i remember when i was I when I, I was in high school we were smoking the the shit stuff oh yeah like, and it I, was great that when was, i was my uncle's one of the only people that can still get fucking brick mexican brick weed yeah and like he sells it dirt cheap like nobody else Is it, <laughs> Is it the uncle? No, no, no. no not that one. Okay. Not that. <laughs> so I remember when uh, I think I was about eighteen or nineteen years old. I went out to lunch with my mom, and uh, my mom let it slip that my dad—they weren't together—but my mom let it slip that my dad was growing weed in his property. My dad had about fifteen acres in a small little town in uh, mid mid midwestern Michigan, mostly just mid Michigan. And uh, I lived in Eastern Michigan at the time. I was like, "Wait, Dad grows weed?" And she's like, "Oh, you didn't know that?" And she's like, "Oh shit!" And she's like, "Open Pandora's box," because I smoked yeah. weed at the time. So me and my friend, who was from England, who was deported, I was like, "Hey, dude, you want to go visit my dad?" He's like, "Grab some weed, but go visit him and try to sneak in." Like, "Hey, you want to smoke some weed, Dad?" And he's like, "Sure, fuck it." So we go up there and. We buy this bag of weed off this one dude uh, who's no longer with us. Not because of anything I do with drugs, but... Because uh, he's dead? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but he he didn't die anything drug-related. But no. uh, he, he was a nice guy. He was a good guy. But uh, anyways, I, I bought some weed from him, and it was yeah. like what yeah. I thought was the, the stickiest of the icky, as uh, Snoop Dogg would put it. Um, oh, wee. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up there, and I'm like, you know, shoot the shit with my dad. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? What's up? How you doing? He's like, I'm doing all right. I was like, 
heard you grow weed. And he's like, oh, you hear that? He's like, I was like, yeah. I was like, I brought some. You want to smoke some? And I pull it out, and he looks at it. He's like, get that shit out of here. Get that shit out of here. (laughs) He comes out of his fucking little den with a fucking huge freezer bag of shit he grew himself. He's like, this is what I'm fucking with, and just pours it on the table. And uh, my buddy Dan and I, our eyes just light up. Just big as fuck. We're like, what the fuck? We thought we were bringing him some good shit because we've always been under the impression that older men fucked with that dirt weed with stems and seeds. Well, uh, generally they did. They uh, did. It was always the high school kids scamming the, the parents mm-hmm. of their friends. Uh, but I also forgot like that my three, dad four times as much. was an amateur botanist. He used to grow plants when he was younger and oh, he nice. loved. He made his own bonsai trees and shit when he was younger. Oh, I totally badass. forgot that. So oh, he comes up with this mad shit with his tiny little weed plants. <laughs> well, he didn't do bonsais out of weed plants, but that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing one of those. That'd be kind of crazy. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I don't even know what's possible, but my, whatever. We offered to roll a joint or roll a blunt, and my dad's like, "No, old men don't fucking smoke blunts. We smoke joints." Yeah. So he pulls his Altoid can out of his back pocket, <laughs> and underneath the Altoids, he has a bunch of joints. We share a joint, and he tells us about his time when he was in Korea. and uh, The classic old guy <laughs> weed fucking thing you can't get no, out let, of. Let, You're probably there for eight hours pretty listening much. to this shit. Let me <laughs> specify. He wasn't in the Korean War. When he was in the Army, he was serviced in Korea. And that's a whole other story in itself. But anyways, <laughs> we smoked the weed, and when we drove home, my buddy and I, we didn't say a single word to each other the whole ride back because we were so fucking stoned. <laughs> and it was some of the best fucking weed I'd That's ever awesome. smoked in my life. He nailed you guys down to two chairs and fucking just like walk 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 Pretty much. Walk-a, walk-a, pretty much. <laughs> and he just pried those nails up and you guys were... Yep. So... So before we get off too far, because uh, we're not too far off the end here. Well, we got uh, about 25-ish minutes. All right. Well, uh, I was talking about the synthetic Coke shit that it was coming around during the K2. Oh, yeah. uh, When it first kind of came around. So I I was saying I smoked K2 a few times, didn't like it. But uh, I remember this one time we did smoke uh, a joint of K2. And uh, they they had brought over some of that synthetic coke. Oh shit! So that we did a synthetic we pure techno uh, yeah. techno with that shit. <laughs> we went we, we went did, in the matrix like yeah. The, we did like a synthetic spliff or whatever yeah. the fuck, dude. And it was all fun. Like I took a couple puffs off and I was like, no, yeah, I'm not doing that. That's <laughs> fucked up. And and I was one of the only people in our little clique that um, that didn't try that synthetic coke because they were selling it. They knew where to buy it, and they were, like, selling it to people, and fucking, uh, it, like, all these, I was observing everyone around me, because I didn't like the yeah. K2, and I was like, I'm well, not doing turning that. Turning into malfunctioning yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing that shit, because I don't like it, how it's fake, like, uh, and they're like, come on, yeah, do do this thing, I'm like, no, dude, I'll, I'll watch you do it, and based on how you act, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Smart. But, that's yeah. how I rolled. Yeah, and I and I saw like everybody, every single person that did it, and this is like tons of people, like probably fifty people I saw do it, and they were all like having a horrible time. They're like, "Oh my god, this is so fuck!" Like, I've done real coke before, like lots of real coke, and uh, it's never like this. They're like, "When is it gonna stop?" And well, I'm that's like, the thing, Jesus, like, dude. Like, so I definitely back when I was a townie, it was that severe. Yeah, holy shit. Bad. Back when I was a townie in my shitty town, everybody wanted to get it up in all kinds of nonsense with drugs, uh-huh. and um, I never had the stomach for it. 
And I was like, how can you? I mean, do does it does it matter what the f- effect is at all to you people? <laughs> I mean, the like. This is just a guaranteed terrible time. And you guys are like, we got to do it. Right. I was like, what the fuck are you people running away from here? Because like, th- this is worse than just sitting and doing nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. so, th- so another side effect of the synthetic Coke itself is that it could make you go blind. There were people that actually had reported that they went blind from doing it. Oh, my God. And like, I was like, if yeah, I there's heard no that, one- I would have never touched it. Yeah, I was it. like, there's no way I'm doing it if I'm going to no. go blind. And like my buddy did a bunch and uh one night and he was like dude my fucking vision is blurry man he's like it's fucking blurry i'm freaking out and i and and he's yeah, all your brain fucking yeah. rotting and he's asshole. all he's all coked up or dude, whatever i was scared shit. to look at the eclipse even with those fucking glasses <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't even fucking do some synthetic coke and and I, had to, I, was gonna I had blind. to talk him all, all night like about because he's just so worried he's all amped on this fake coke and he's like he just kept bringing it up oh they go go i'm like dude you're gonna be fine man like this is ridiculous i'll and talk you like, through don't it. ever fucking do this shit again i don't want to sit here and talk yeah. to you about this shit all fucking night <laughs> you're a fucking saint i'm like fuck you i'm leaving <laughs> right. you know when if I, I have a car that i'm in control of then uh, you're <laughs> fucked buddy first I'm time the first, out of this bitch first time i ever did coke i was 27 so four years ago and i was terrified to do it when i was younger i was like fuck that i've heard all the horror stories for me dare worked um i didn't want to touch that shit you know what I mean? Nice. And then I remember a buddy of mine who I used to work with, he's like, dude, it's fine. And I I was like, all right, fine. You do it first. And he's like, he just laughed at me. He's like, fine, pussy. Mm-hmm. And he just does a line. And he's like, I'm alive. <laughs> and I was like, all oh, right. my nose, my, your nose is still there. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, you know, I was like, all right, fine. So I did a little fucking toot. And I was like, Ooh, that's nice. Toot, toot, toot. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is like you can do a little bit of anything on the planet. That was my thing. All well, if you do a lot too. of it, well, that's why I, I just it, did in a moderation. Bit. Yeah, I just did a little bit of it, a little bit of it, and it was pretty fucking cool. But if you get, if you're prone to getting so excited about something stupid that you devote your whole entire life to it, then you probably shouldn't do anything. Right. Well, that, I would like to say for the record that I have never gone out of my way and bought it myself. I've yeah, always we, used uh, it. I've well, always partaked at a party. I've never been like, oh, I always, need to go find some guy to go buy it from. A, a buddy there's there's certain personality types who can't get away from something like that. You know? Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Addictive personality. Yeah, yeah that's sure. the that best way to put it. Addictive personality. But we, we you know, a buddy of mine, we, we had the rule for a while as we start getting a little bit older, maybe around like 25 or so, our rule was like, everybody's allowed a Coke party once a year. And you never know when that's going to happen. It can happen at any time. And like, I would get that phone call, you know, like once a year. Yeah. Like, hey, remember that thing we tied? It's tonight. <laughs> oh, like, shit. Are you busy? No, yeah, come on over. That's cool. So I, did, <laughs> I had friends like that. <laughs> I did Coke with my buddy. I'm not going to say his name, but I did Coke with him. And you we went to my house. <laughs> And uh, we yeah, just, don't ever do it. Uh, no shots and no coke. Honestly. Well, uh, yeah. Well, that's what we were doing. We went back to my place after the bar closed, and uh, did a bunch of coke, drank a bunch of beer. And it was like six in the morning, and he's like, "Hey, man, you want to go to the bar?" I was like, "It's six in the morning." He's like, "Oh no, I know a place." And it was DB Cooper's on 39th Street, I think it is. It's this bar. You know who DB Cooper is? That's the guy who fucking robbed a bunch of money, stole a plane, and never, never, no one ever found him. It's a huge 
thing that uh, hmm. this guy did. But that's the, what the name of the bar is. And apparently, D.B. Cooper's in Kansas City is a place where you can go to a bar at 6 oh. in the morning. And pretty much everyone there is either on coke or have done coke from the night before. Huh. And I tell you what. <laughs> God bless him for being such a sponsor <laughs> for Coke, but Jesus Christ, the next day, I felt like someone beat the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. And I then agree. I was just like, you know what? I don't know if this is for me. Uh, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, don't get I me wrong. Got too heavy into it's it. it's fun when you thing. do it. It's fun when you do it, mm-hmm. but I could never see myself going out of my way to buy it. Oh, no, definitely not. I, I never did myself either, but uh, yeah, um, just to... to finish up this little bit of shit about the k2 and synthetic drugs uh fucking so these deaths you know the three people died recently all in illinois (laughs) but um but yeah so the autopsy is okay the only thing it's anomalous because it wasn't from gunshots (laughs) right nobody pays attention to it i I mean they don't pay illinois just outlawed drugs right and fake it's ones just an outlaw too. dying and then fucking push, like a magic it all just goes away be no murders <laughs> no death yeah I mean yeah. so clearly gun, gun control works so they found out that um, through autopsy that these like I don't know it's actually not through autopsy on this part but through you know analyzing some of the fake K2 that it's been tainted with like rat poison there's a chemical that's in rat poison that's in K2 that people huh. are fucking smoking but the autopsies that they performed on the people that died, they detected this shit called Brody, uh, Brody Facoum, I think. But uh, it's an anticoagulant. It's used in rat poison, so and it, and it causes it internal can, bleeding. It can cause severe bleeding. Yeah, like internal and, bleeding. And right? these, you know, these people have talked about uh, bleeding out of their eyes and ears. Oh God damn. Yeah, and then uh, other symptoms are uh, unexplained bruising. Uh, bleeding from nose or gums, uh, blood in your urine or stools. So basically, just devo- dissolving your fucking like the blood is so thin it seeps through your veins. Yeah, that's pretty fucking like a hemophiliac, bad. basically. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, so stay away from that shit. The the lesson is, uh, uh, just do the tried and true drugs. If you're gonna do drugs, yeah. don't do heroin. That's horrible. St- stick to <laughs> the fucking staples. <laughs> even, that. even coke is better than heroin. Yeah. Here, here, uh, here, here's the real. Here's the real fake weed, <laughs> and then beer is better than shots. Here's the real. Right, just stick to the fucking diluted version advice, of everything. <laughs> if you're gonna do it at all, you know. If, if some- you don't want to do any drugs at all. Then don't let anybody fucking pressure you into it just because they want you to, you know, be as feel shitty with them. And if you're gonna do (laughs) it, whoever offers you to do it, make sure they do it first, and you wait a little bit. (laughs) Yes, let everyone else be the guinea pig. Right. If you're the guinea pig, then you're the sucker. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting away with shit. Don't succumb to peer pressure. Didn't your fucking parents teach you anything? (laughs) Take it from us, (laughs) who've actually had a little bit of experience. All right. I think we've taken a pretty good grand tour on uh, some uh, non-political things. Right. Uh, it, the, the parenting thing was was pseudo. I think it's funny that we talked about parenting. And now we're talking about how we did drugs. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's all associated. <laughs> well, we know. We know what the, we can and cannot do. If you are if you are an intelligent person, you will find you'll pick out the similar themes in all of these things because it's all about a mindset. Uh huh. And 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 we you know we're we're talking we're a podcast about beards and beers and <laughs> we're so not a podcast about beards and beers that's our cover 
right. We're trying to draw on the normies here. <laughs> the way I see it is that we talk about what we know. We don't actually uh, encourage yeah. what we've done. Yeah. <laughs> we we want to, we would, you got to write what you know. So you don't wind up saying, and he pressed a button and the ship dove. <laughs> right. He well, probably you know, pulled one of yeah, the yeah. lever like, thing. We sure pulled a one over on the dead <laughs> Dave. Yeah. yeah. We sure did. We sure did. <laughs> well, it's not he like. pushed a button on the thing <laughs> and it dove. <laughs> we don't want to be that asshole. Throw mama from the train <laughs> yes you got it throw him off one of the shit. best one of the best he's like a fat little pigeon <laughs> tight, 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 tight. i don't like the unsaltiness because it makes me choke crisscross crisscross i think we should end it off on this though no we shouldn't because uh we, we yeah. have uh, plenty of time left Okay. No, we already far surpassed it. What's the no, time? Actually. No, we're... Uh, okay, well... About an hour and a half? No, we can do two hours. All right, I'm sorry, but there's one more thing that I want to talk about. <laughs> one more thing that John wants and to get to. Let's this get is Donald Trump and the genius of Donald Trump and how we need to slow our fucking roll every time we hear some wicked, crazy shit from them. Wait, wait a day or two when you hear something. Yes, from please. Give it 48 hours before you react because... No one gets a prize for being the first one who's mad at Trump. <laughs> All, right. All right, we voted for this motherfucker, yeah. and he is—he—he he is a lot smarter than all of us. Let's just fucking say it, you know. Mm-hmm. And the—the uh, the media is going to try to make you think that he is an idiot and he has no idea what's going on. This motherfucker's been planning this shit since the eighties. Been wheeling and dealing. And people have been talking it to, talking to him about it since then too. Yes, he was always he's on been Oprah a guy. talking about being on politics. Man. He, trust me, he's been thinking about this for fucking thirty goddamn years. People do not believe what the fuck the media says or what what they say everything is about. They always have something every fucking week. This big oh shit! Well, goddamn, Trump's fucked now. He should have done this and that and yada yada. You don't know what you're talking about, and you can say is oh yada yada. You know, 365 degrees backwards, fucking backgammon, yada yada. <laughs> and I'm telling you, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he understands a hell of a lot more about the back end of politics and Hollywood. Than anyone else does, mm-hmm. and uh, this motherfucker is not stupid. Yeah. If you give a million dollars to any any of you motherfuckers listening to this right now, if you get a million dollar loan, I guarantee you you will not do what he did with it. Well, just think about the people who win the lottery. Exactly. Yeah, it gets you, pissed away. This guy wasn't built for this. He is a fucking genius, and do not worry. We are uh, we are on the winning side of the equation. Let's we're, start we're fucking long, acting like we're, it. We're along for the ride, yes. basically, man. Yes, this, we're all on the Trump train. It's all going yeah. to Victoryville. Yes, we are. We are on the easy street. We're on the fucking gravy train with biscuit wheels. <laughs> Leave right. the hell ride for the fucking liberals. I like that right. gravy train with biscuit wheels. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, we we are the winners. Remind yourself of that. Yep. Even even all that. They, they want to paint you a bad picture because you know who owns all this shit that's spraying fucking uh, all this attitude at you is the fucking enemy. 
Mm-hmm. We are we are living in the enemy's world, and we have our own Neo in the Matrix who is fucking just, just <laughs> making bullets stop right before they hit him, and they fall to the ground. If you haven't fucking noticed it yet, you are way too pessimistic. Well, before you go too far on your tangent, basically to sum it up, he is anti-globalist. And yes. most politicians are globalists. Yes. He's trying to look out for Americans as opposed to looking out for the global world. Um, I don't give a fuck about the rest of the world. They have their own problems. Just like mm-hmm. what we were talking about earlier. You have your own problems. Fix it yourself. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so the, the solution is not for, you know, someone to come in, someone being America, to throw money at it and have us come in and clean your fucking messes up all the time. Like, it's it just, we, a, a, a country cannot sustain that type of mentality forever. Like, it just doesn't work. And where, where has it gotten us, you know? And, and even without the government not doing anything to help other countries, uh, America is still one of the fucking, you know, the, the biggest supporters of the world as in like, uh, you know, donations just from people to private organizations aid, that go and aid do to countries. There right. is a such thing as peace through power and America is number one at that. And, um, the thing is, is, uh, the, the more we doubt him, the more we fucking pressure him and stuff, uh, you know he's he he's feeling he's feeling our pain, but re, re, uh, rest assured that he is dealing on levels that we can't comprehend right now. Well, let me just wait. What actual and, and country w- in their right mind would say we should be the losers? Obama wanted us to be the losers. He wanted us to put us on the same par as the rest of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. President Trump isn't that the essence of liberal fucking? Uh, That's basically liberal. Like, yeah, we, we should be America's losers like everyone bad. Else. It needs to yeah. be torn down and, and brought down to the level of every other scumbag country, and then mm-hmm. and then there will be harmony. They don't understand why fucking wars happen. They don't understand. Well, they don't understand that uh, rising they, tide, like a, like a, a tide raises all ships. Basically, they, they can't parse the actions. And of the corrupt. Statue of Liberty is not like, oh, come to America for liberty. The yeah. Statue of Liberty is a beacon of liberty for the rest of the world to act like us. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well lib- liberals will not differentiate America from the deep state. They just won't. Mm-hmm. They think it's all just one and the same. And and then they boil it down further down to you know white supremacy or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but you know, well, you, you have to see who's trying to whip you up. Give it 48 hours every time something drops. I guarantee you, if you wait 48 hours before you make up an opinion, the first 48, enough of the fucking you, your, your, tits will, your tits will be so calm that you can't even detect a heartbeat on your nipples. It's like that show, The First 48. Yeah. <laughs> enough of the you, you knee jerk reaction. You won't be able to detect a heartbeat on the end, end of your nipples with a, a laser fucking th- uh, uh, measuring device because your, your tits will have been calmed to a stillness. <laughs> right. Everyone needs to zen at yeah, things. So you just, need to just give it forty-eight hours. The news cycle is a, is a fucking uh, psychological weapon. Ignore it. You know it is. I think that's you know that's what. And no I, one's we getting a prize for being before. the first one who got fucking pissed off and said, "I'm off the train." Oh yeah, here you go, your big trophy, you fucking smarty pants. Throw mama from the train. Yeah. yeah. How many trophies got shoved up Ben Shapiro's ass at this point? Right. 
Yeah, there's just so much shit going on. It's easy. It, there's so much news and shit flying at you at all times of the day. If you're like us and you pay attention to this shit, it's easy. I could see <laughs> to fall down that hole. You know, it's just like see, you gotta. It's hard. You gotta step back from it. It's hard to just. Bl- it's hard to not be objective. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if you like, for instance, I I read so many things on Facebook, and it's like uh, I can't believe this. I gotta find other sources to. Uh-huh. Uh, make sure that this is true yeah you know, cross reference cross reference shit. and at the same time i like to draw my own conclusions based on that's what it's there patterns. for it's just to plant that seed of doubt in your fucking head even if the story is total bullshit it's just out there as misinformation to just fuck with you and yeah. a lot of dickheads you the know. number one goal of the media is to divide trump's base and break down his support because without well, that's why that, they run with that Stormy that, Danielson. They then, wanted the uh, Christian ca- right to not like him because he fucks yeah. some porn star. Who cares? Yeah, no one, not, not even them care. And yeah. that's a good thing. Oh, no, they don't. No. Because they see it for what like it is. Do. It's a fucking hit job. It's like I said before. I don't oh, care if Donald Trump walked out to the podium wearing a tutu with a clown nose and <laughs> drank bong yep. water and said the most outrageous shit that has nothing to do with the integrity of our country. As long as he was getting results, he would have my vote. Yep. What I don't like is a fake politician telling me everything that he thinks I should hear and doing the exact opposite for the sake of his donors, his fucking lobbyists, and for the sake of the globalist And that's how you satisfy all the dumbasses. They love a slick liar. And they love slick liars so much they all became slick liars in the process. That is the fucking. Oh, how we went to just talking shit to get fucking real. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a good old fashioned Midwest goodbye. <laughs> we're here thirty minutes later at the fucking doorstep. What you are hearing, folks, is the fact that we have been drinking for the last three hours, and this is the culmination of that. Anyways, we should probably wrap it up for the sake of our listeners and uh, the audience. And us, ourselves. Some of us have to drive home. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening, everyone. Quite a performance this evening. Yes. Stay, you know. Please tell your friends about our show. We're on Castbox. And uh, Aaron, why don't you send us out, man? Yeah, you know, if you have any comments or things you would uh, you'd like us to touch on, maybe you know, there's a comment section on our podcast. Yeah, let Cast us know Box you're and, listening. I want to know who's listening. Yeah, tell us, uh, you know, we suck, or tell us you want to suck us off, something like that. We, we enjoy all manner of uh, contact. We'll have both varieties of sucking. <laughs> right, nothing is taboo with us. But, yeah, uh, well, we don't need our safe spaces. We, you can actually be mean to oh us. Yeah. There's, there's no safety pins around this motherfucker. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us again. This is Beard. I'm Aaron. I'm Ryan. And my name is John. See you all motherfuckers later. Good night. <laughs>